0: This is Co-Pilots, the podcast we watch not just the first episode of a show,
1: but also the second. Some shows just don't have the best pilot episode, and giving it that second chance might just sway your mind.
0: Here, we take that chance for you, and let you know our opinions on if it deserves more than one shot.
1: I'm Hunter. Alongside me is my co-pilot Chris. Now let's get ready for takeoff. Your in-flight entertainment this week will be my bank and credit card fraud. Bye. It's Evan Williams. Of season 1, Episode 1, My Bank with Credit Card Fraud.
0: It first aired on December 10th, 2020. So, a pretty new show.
1: I think that's also the, the day that the show was actually, like, recorded. Really? At least that's what I have in my notes. Yeah, yeah, that's the day it takes place.
0: Okay, that's neat. Yeah. Now, the show opens with, like, it opens on the title card, which I think... I'm not sure if I if I like that, honestly. Oh, no, I
1: don't know. I think the episode skips all the boring lead-up that shows do nowadays. So instead of just having a title card with, like, music, it's just, like, it's, like, the actor. It kind of looks like a Saturday Night Live skit with the title card being over the actor before the actor starts acting.
0: You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, I guess, but especially if you have, like, a pilot, right? So this is the first episode. Yeah. It has to sell us on the series or, like, more importantly, pilots also normally sell network television on series, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you want a pilot to be as much, like, actual plot, show meat and potatoes as you can, right? Which is why normally on pilots, the title card is like at the end or part of the end credits, right? Yeah, I get that. And then from the second episode onward, it's like, you know, the first three minutes... Theme song, title card sting, first commercial break for, like, for like a, a regularly formatted show for television, right? Yeah,
1: but here's... But, like... But they, they yeah. drop the title card, but also they say the name of the, the episode right there, like, right off the gate. So, like, if they wouldn't have included the title card, I feel like it would have been a little weird.
0: True. And, like, is that even so much, like, a title card because, like, it doesn't cut away from the action? It's, like, over the lower third of the scene while the scene happens behind it.
1: Actually, as a matter of fact, the entire... the entirety of this episode has subtitles. Like, you don't have to turn on your subtitles. It just has subtitles, which is nice for those people who are hard of hearing.
0: Yeah, the mirrors of the Deaf community. Yes. That kind of thing. Which I agree, and I mean, like I'm like a little biased, but the shade of blue that they used for the title card is like my second favorite color.
1: Very nice shade of blue. Excellent
0: shade of blue. But it opens um, up
1: with an unnamed BB&T credit card fraud department worker excitedly calling a character named Mr. Williams about his $8 Dwayne Reed purchase in downtown LA at 2 p.m.
0: Now I refer to him as fraud protection man. Um. For the rest of my notes, and that's what I'll refer to him see, we show. don't
1: See, we don't get any pronouns for the fraud detection worker, so I always just refer to them as the worker.
0: You see, Mr. Williams at one point goes, like, man, to him. Like, oh my god, man, like, don't do that, man. Uh, like, in I d- the I second didn't catch episode. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I just did it with Mr. Oh, said, I think you're talking about
1: but, in the second episode when he's talking about the... No, okay, okay.
0: no, no, no future okay. spoilers. Because no I didn't
1: future. see a comma there, okay. you know what I'm saying? Like, to refer to, like, as a name drop.
0: Well, also, I could be getting confused because this show makes the bold choice to have both fraud Protection Man and Mr. Williams be played by the same actor. Gotta cut budget somehow. I mean, I guess. So, it's Mr. Williams, and I kind of, like, they kind of, like, became one, almost became, one, like, one person to me because of the same actor. So I just said, man, you were correct that, like, I think I have characters mixed up, like you're talking mm. about. We'll get to that in the second episode. But... So there's a fraud protection person, right? Which I'm not sure if you've ever dealt with fraud protection from your bank. As anyone that knows me can attest, I deal with fraud protection at my bank almost constantly. Because if I spend more than 30 bucks online, they're like, this can't possibly be Chris. We had a free Which is car. wild
1: because we go through the same bank and, like, I deal yeah. with fraud protection every now and then, but it's typically like, oh, hey, you donated to this person who lives in EU or, like, like out of the country stuff. But it's like, I can, like, buy shit online whenever I want and it's fine.
0: I swear that, like, the people I would deal with almost don't understand how e-commerce works because they're been like, so, like, there's a t-shirt company online that I love buying t-shirts from called The Yeti. Oh, yeah. Right? The Yeti's great. And The Yeti is based out of Illinois, right? Yes. And there's a different... Com- uh, so, GDQ, yes. right? Uh, Yeti is based out of Illinois. I believe Fangamer is based out of Florida.
1: Uh, right? Yeah.
0: So, at the start of GDQ, I want to buy my GDQ merch. Yes. Right? So I'll go to Fangamer, buy their pins, right? Yes. And then go to the Yeti and buy t-shirts and their pins. Yes. Right? Card gets immediately frozen because they're like, there was a charge in Florida and then a charge in Illinois. Like, they just do not understand how e-commerce works for me and I don't understand why because not only you, but every other person I know that like, worked the, like has an account with that bank also is like, non-man works fine for Maybe me. Maybe you
1: just like sl- like slighted the wrong person.
0: <laughs> Maybe I slighted God.
1: <laughs> Chris, you can't slight somebody who's dead.
0: No, <laughs> You can't slight somebody who never existed. But, so yeah, so Mr. Williams was like, the so proper protection man is like, hey, Mr. Williams, $8, this gas station in downtown LA. Yeah. No, it's um, actually a
1: pharmacy. Mr. I looked it up. But,
0: oh, okay. So Mr. Williams is like. Yep, that was me, went to, go, uh, went to go pick up some stuff, and file protection man, person, they're just like, oh, perfect, perfect, sounds amazing, I hope you enjoyed that purchase. Now, seven minutes later, did you make a charge in Albuquerque, New Mexico, for th- $350 at the best game? And
1: home? Mr. Williams is very, very shocked at this, and he's just like, "Uh, n- no, 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 I did not, oh my god.
0: You're like, Holy shit! But speaking of Albuquerque, do you know who Weird Al is? You better say yes. Yeah, yeah,
1: I, I know who Weird Al
0: is. Uh, okay, of have you heard his song Albuquerque? It's like one of my favorite.
1: No, movies. no, I have not. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm. I, I know who Weird Al is. Like, I don't. I don't follow him.
0: You're 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 brain dead for blah. Uh, Weird Al's the best. But we obviously can't play Albuquerque right now because like copyright, etc. Et but I think I can like read you the lyrics and it would have the like, full effect the full okay. effect. So this is what I imagined in my head when we learned that the second charge on Mr. Williams card was placed in Albuquerque, New Mexico, okay, okay. right?
1: Closing my eyes so, and envisioning.
0: Okay, okay. Way back when I was just a little bitty boy, living in a box under the stairs in the corner of the basement of the house, half a block down the street from Jerry's Bake shop, you know the place. Well anyway, back then life was going swell and everything was just peachy. Except of course for the undeniable fact that every single morning my mother would make me a big bowl of sauerkraut for breakfast. Aw, oh, big bowl of sauerkraut every single morning. It was driving me crazy. I said to my mom, I said, hey mom, what's up with all the sauerkraut? And my dear sweet mother, she looked at me like a cow and on, at an oncoming train. And she leaned right down next to me. And she said, it's good for you. And then she tied me to the wall and stuck a funnel in my mouth and forced me nothing but sauerkraut till I was 26 and a half years old. That's when I saw, someday, someday I would get out of the basement and travel to a magical faraway place. Where the sun is always shining and the air smells like warm root beer and the towels are oh so fluffy. Where the Shriners and the Lepers play the ukuleles all day long, and anyone on the street will gladly shave your back for a nickel. Let me tell you, people, it was long before my dream came true, because the very next day, a local radio station had this contest to see who could correctly guess the number of molecules in Leonard Nimoy's butt. I was off by three, but I still won the grand prize. That's right, a first-class, one-way ticket to Albuquerque. You know, I'd never been on an airplane before, and I gotta tell ya, it was really great, except that I had to sit between two large Albanian women with excruciatingly severe body odor, and the little kid in the back kept throwing up the whole time, the flight attendants ran out of Dr. Pepper and Salt Peanuts, and the inflight movie was Biodome with Polly Shore, and oh yeah, three of the airplane engines burned out and we went into a tailspin and crashed into a hillside, and the plane exploded in a giant fireball and everybody died. Except for me. You know why? Because I had my tray table up and my seat back in the full upright position. Had my tray table up and my seat back in the full upright position had my tray table up, and my seat back in the full upright position. So I crawled from the twisted burning wreckage, I crawled on my hands and knees for three full days, dragging along my big leather suitcase and my garment bag, and my tender saxophone on my 12-pound bowling ball, and my lucky lucky autographed glow-in-the-dark snorkel, But I finally arrived at the world-famous Albuquerque Holiday Inn, where the towels are oh-so-fluffy, and you can eat your soup right out of the ashtrays if you want to. It's okay, they're clean. Well, I checked into my room and turned down the AC, and I turned on the Spectrovision, vision, I'm about to eat the little chocolate mitt in my pillow that I love oh so very much, when suddenly, there's a knock on the door. Well now, who could that be? I say, who is it? No answer. Who is it? There's no answer. Who is it? They're not saying anything. So finally, I go over and I open the door, and just as I suspected, it's some big fat hermaphrodite with a flock of seagulls haircut and only one nostril. Oh man, I hate when I'm right. So anyway, he bursts into my room and grabs my lucky snorkel. And I'm like, hey, you can't have that. That snorkel's been just like a snorkel to me. And he's like, tough. I'm like, give it. And he's like, make me. And I'm like, okay. So I grabbed his leg and he grabbed my esophagus and I bit off his ear and he chewed off my eyebrows. And I took out his appendix and he gave me a colonic irrigation. Yes, indeed. You better believe it. And somehow, in the middle of it all, the phone got knocked off the hook. And 20 seconds later, I heard a familiar voice. You know what it said? I'll tell you what it said. It said, if you'd like to make a call, please hang up and try again. If you need help, hang up and then dial your operator. If you'd like to make a call, please hang up and try again. If you need help, hang up and dial your operator. Well, to cut a long story short, he got away with my snorkel. And I made a solemn vow right then and there that I would not rest. I would not sleep for an instant until the one knowledgeable man was brought to justice. But at first, I decided to buy some donuts. Are are you still following along? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I got in my car, and I drove over to the donut shop. And I walked up to the guy behind the counter. And he says, yeah, what do you want? And I said, do you have any glazed donuts? And he says, no, we're out of glazed donuts. And I said, oh, do you have any, any jelly donuts? And he said, no, we're out of jelly donuts. And I said, have any Bavarian cream-filled donuts? He said, no, we're out of Bavarian cream-filled donuts. I said, got any cinnamon rolls? He said, no, we're out of cinnamon rolls. I said, you got any apple fritters? He said, no, we're out of apple fritters. And I said, you have any bear claws? And he said, wait a minute, I'll go check. <laughs> no, we're out of bear claws. Well, I said, in that case, what do you have? And he says, well, all I got right now is this one box of one dozen starving crazed weasels. And I said, okay, I'll take that. So he hands me the box and I open up the lid and the weasels jump out then immediately latch on to my face and start biting me all over. And oh man, they're just going nuts. They're tearing me apart. You know, I think it was right then that a little bitty started going to my head. I believe it went something like this. Get them off me. Get them off me. No, get them off. Get them off. Oh God. Oh God. Oh, oh God. Oh, get them off me. Oh, oh God. I ran out into the street with these flesh-eating weasels over my face waving my arms around and just running and running and running like a constipated wiener dog. And it's like what it. That's exactly when I ran into the girl of my dreams. Her name was Zelda. She was a calligraphy enthusiast with a slight overbite in the hair the color of strained peaches. I'll never forget the first thing she said to me. She said, you got weasels on your face. And that's why I knew it was true love. We were inseparable after that. All oh, we ate together. We bathed together. We even shared the same piece of mint-flavored dental floss. The world was our burrito. So we got married and we bought a house. We had two beautiful children, Nathaniel and Superfly. We were so very, very happy. Oh, yeah. The one fateful night, Zelda said to me, Hey, Sweetie Pumpkin, do you want to join the Columbia Record Club? And I said, Whoa, hold on baby. I'm in order for that kind of commitment. Sweetie so broke up, and I never saw her again. But that's just the way things go in Albuquerque. Anyway, things are really looking up for me, because about a week later, Hunter, used to still there?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm chilling. Don't worry.
0: I finally achieved my lifelong dream. That's right, I got a part-time job with the sizzler. I even made employee of the month after I put out that grease fire with my face. Oh yeah, everybody was pretty jealous of me after that. I was getting a lot of attitude. Okay, like one time, I was at the parking lot trying to remove my access earwax with a golf pencil. When I see this guy, Marty, trying to carry a big old flip of the stairs up by himself. So I say to him, hey, would we help you with that? And Marty, he just rolls his eyes and goes, no, I want you to cut off my arms and legs with a chainsaw. So I did. Then he gets all indignant on me, and he's like, Hey, man, i was being sarcastic. Well, that's great. How was I supposed to know? I'm not a mind reader for crying out loud. Besides, now he has a cute nickname. Torso Boy. So what's he complaining about? Say, that reminds me of another amusing anecdote. This guy comes to me on the street and said he hasn't had a bite in three days. Well, I knew what he meant. But just to be funny, I took a big bite out of his jugular vein. And he's yelling and screaming and bleeding all over. And I'm like, Hey, man, don't you get it? But he just keeps rolling on the sidewalk, bleeding and screaming. You know, just completely missing the irony of the whole situation. Man, some people can't take a joke, you know. Wait, where was I? Kind of lost my train of thought. Uh, well, uh, okay. Anyway, I know it's been a kind of roundabout way of saying it, but I guess the whole point I'm trying to make here is, I hate sauerkraut. That's all I'm really trying to say. And by the way, if one day you happen to wake up and find yourself in an existential quandary full of loathing and self-doubt, and in the pain and isolation of your pitiful, meaningless existence, at least you can take a small bit of comfort knowing that somewhere out in this crazy mix of old universe of ours, there's a little place called and then like he just says Albuquerque over and over and over, but I don't want to drag this out any longer than it has to be, so I'm not I'm not going to say the part where he says Albuquerque over and over. Sound good?
1: Yeah, sounds great. So yeah, so It's actually a really a really nice story. I think it taught me a lot. I mean like yes, I personally no. love sauerkraut. Like I really like sauerkraut. Me too. So like I don't I don't <laughs> I don't like understand him on that point, but like I, I understand like Weasels on your face in Albuquerque
0: like pretty much yeah makes sense to me but speaking of Albuquerque Mr. Williams was not in Albuquerque he did not teleport from LA to Albuquerque as much as I can uh, as I can tell this show is you know grounded in reality so Mr. Williams does not have like teleportation powers
1: so here's the thing I really thought this show with how it started and how it led up I really thought it was like gonna be like a sitcom kind of funny show like oh Mr. Williams forgets that he has a daughter going to school in Albuquerque clumsy dad and like she she had to buy like you know like a new tv or repair a laptop at the best buy there but that's not that's not the not the way that it goes you know no <laughs>
0: No. After the fraud protection person, well, one he kind of assumed that like that Mr. Williams did make that charge. Fraud yeah, protection. He seemed person. pretty excited. Yeah, he's not an idiot, right? So it turns out, fraud protection person has a sniper rifle trained on the man who did make the charge.
1: Yeah, we hear a gun cock. We hear a yeah, and we, and we we watch as uh the worker lifts the gun to his shoulder.
0: Yeah, and it's just like, well, uh, it's a beautiful day, this clear weather. I have a clear shot and is waiting for your word, Mr. Williams. And confused, very confused, Mr. Williams like just goes, what? And then it cuts back to the worker in their
1: voice. Now escalating, they proclaim, I said we have our sights on the person, sir. Would you like us to take the shot? We have a clean one. Yet another cut to Mr. Williams, still confused, but also looking uneasy. He begins to say, I don't understand, but then quickly cut off by another transition to the worker, now yelling, baring
0: their teeth, the worker exclaims, Would you like us to take the shot, sir? And he's like, No, no, I just I just wanna cancel my credit card. Just send me a new card, please. And proud protection man always the consummate professional is like okay sir your new car will be there in three to five business days
1: but their face like before they say this they like they had like a really evil look on their face like they were excited but then there's a slight pause <laughs> with the eerie music on a plays and uh and then their face perks right back up and it, it's, it's really yeah. good acting
0: actually for one man
1: To be able to play These two characters
0: Agreed And Fraud Protection person 100% wanted To take that shot Oh They oh, were like yeah. <laughs> I, I've been waiting All fucking day for this I flew out to Albuquerque, New Mexico no. I'm taking on. this Fucking shot We
1: said We said that Mr. Williams Doesn't have any superpowers What's stopping Mr. Fraud Protection Worker From not having superpowers You
0: see I think him having Superpowers Would actually Take away From the narrative I think that It's much more entertaining If Fraud Protection Person and then this bank just like goes above and beyond to carry out this order to make sure that Mr. Williams' information is protected.
1: Well, the ending scene of the show, we cut back with one final cut back to Mr. William. He takes his AirPods out because yes, Mr. William AirPods. Fleshing. Yeah, he got to flex in them poor people. He probably could have just let the $350 charge slide, honestly. But anyway, he looks exhausted from this call. <laughs> he thought
0: he... Could have let it slide.
1: <laughs> he thought it was going to be a normal credit card call. It turned out it was something way more. But he looks and he goes, man, that's a really good bank. And the episode ends. So do you want to give your final thoughts first?
0: Yeah, uh, sure. I was like, yeah, I think overall, I I would definitely watch. If this were ever on television, I would give episode two a shot. Regardless of the two episode rule, right? I would be like, oh, damn, like one man basically did this this one man show, this entire performance, such a range of acting, right? I, I think I would be forced to check out episode two. Yeah, yeah. For his sake, you know? Yeah. So, what are your final thoughts on episode one? So, like,
1: I thought it was really, really good, and the acting was, like, amazing... Considering it was done by one person, we already talked about that. I thought the musical score was fantastic. We didn't talk about it much in the show, but whenever the worker is getting all, like, devilish and wants to shoot this guy, it plays, like, a really eerie undertone music, and I thought it, like, really added to the scene.
0: Delightfully devilish. Scene. Delightfully
1: devilish. But like I said earlier, we go into the show, kind of think it's going to be, like, a sitcom drama where, like, you know, the characters never communicate anything, and it's going to, like, maybe blossom into, like, a love affair between, like, these two, like, the... The fraud protection worker and Mr. Williams. Mr. Williams forgot he had a daughter in Albuquerque going to school there or whatever. But no, um, it turns into an episode that makes me feel like it's more of the Die Hard universe. Whenever the worker's like oh, preparing really, to yeah. take a shot, you know. But luckily, yeah. Mr. Williams is easily able to talk the worker out of out of like taking the scammer's life and just issue him a new card. Yeah. But, however, pause at the end. Like when the worker like goes from being devilish to like, you know, going back to like retail worker. yeah. Like, really makes me think that this could turn to like, a diehard Exterminator money and robbery all mixed with ruthless robots universe. Okay. But I guess we'll have to see, because we have to watch the second episode, you know? But, uh... Regardless, yes. I, th- I think I'd be hooked. I think I would have to watch the next well, episode. Well, I
0: mean, we have to watch two episodes because we are the co-pilots. Yes, we are the co-pilots.
1: But I'm saying if, if I wasn't, yeah, we, like, strapped we, to my computer chair and forced we're, to do this.
0: we mean, we're, 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 in a, we're in the cockpit.
1: Oh, uh, I took the seat out of the plane and, like, put my rolly chair in the cockpit. That's ball one. We haven't hit any turbulence, so I haven't, like, rolled anywhere yet. But like it'll happen. But
0: it'll so, happen. So, but if I wasn't if so I yeah. wasn't
1: forced to do that, I would I would watch the next episode. Yeah,
0: because we we are the co-pilots. This is our our we podcast co pilots review where we review the first two episodes. Of we put
1: hour, um all which, the all the love and effort into editing every week. So. Yeah,
0: which uh, is actually a natural segue into our second episode, which I think the title is, It's the Credit Card Fraud Department Again. What do you think the title is?
1: I think the title is, Hi, Mr. Williams, it's the Credit Card Fraud Department Again. Because as we, we kind of discuss, the titles, everything in that nice shade of blue. And he says, in the title of the episode, he says, Hi, Mr. Williams, it's the Credit Card Fraud Department Again. All in that shade of blue. But if we wanted to get really technical... All the subtitles in this episode are blue, so the title of the episode could just be everything that the worker says. So, like, please contact us and let us know what you Well,
0: please write in to so the email. It'll be linked in the, in the description. Please write in to us and tell us what you think the title is. I mean, this person has already put forth such a, like, demanding art piece where he plays all of the roles. Very, very well, I may add. So, I mean, I don't think it's as... It's, it's, I don't think it's beneath him to be so avant-garde that the title card actually exists throughout the entire episode and it's everything that the power protection person says.
1: I think it'd really give, like, the Russo brothers or George Lucas a run for their money if he decided to do that. You
0: think so? Like, like the all-time greats?
1: I, I definitely think so. You think
0: Disney would like, direct a Star Wars?
1: I, okay, I don't think he could direct one Star Wars. I think he would have to direct a crossover movie between the Star Wars and maybe in a <laughs> Where, like, you know, where Dr. Strange <laughs> does his, like, little sling ring thing? I think he accidentally does it into a new universe, into the Star War universe. <laughs> so, so like, I... But all these characters are played by, I don't know, uh by old Mark Hamill. <laughs> so you got, like, Captain America Mark Hamill. You got... Oh, wait, oh, hold come on. Up, hold come on, hold on.
0: So you wouldn't think... Because, you know, It's Evan Williams, his bread and butter. His bread and butter is him playing all the roles.
1: Oh, acting and directing. Oh,
0: fuck. He's just like... You're right.
1: I think he can pull it off.
0: <laughs> he's like a regular John Favreau. He's going to act. He's going to direct. He has it all. <laughs> <laughs> Dude.
1: <laughs> can we get a... Okay, okay. If, if we're going to have It's Evan Williams act and direct every single person in this movie though we have to have john favreau i agree as like an homage yeah.
0: to he john has to favreau. play no he has to play himself he has to be john favreau he has <laughs> in the
1: star wars he has john Favreau's star wars universe and then he has like, uh, like john
0: favreau has to lie out and be like it's me john favreau you are the single greatest director i've ever seen it's evan williams
1: Thank you, and then he walks off street. But like, it's not like he like floats through space or anything. He like literally just walks. Like you can tell yeah, it's a yeah, green yeah, screen. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah,
0: yeah. we were on the same page. Now, well, I uh, I laugh really hard. Had to take a drinky to settle my throat. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I want yeah. to take this opportunity of us being on this podcast we host three times a month together to put yeah. you on blast. Okay. Hit me with it. I that. took a big drink of a red power raid, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, listeners, I want you to understand that Hunter, my regular co pilot and frequent host of the show,
1: and best friend and, and, brother. Best friend
0: and brother, says that red power raids are too spicy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay, so, orange
0: Powerades
1: and Gatorades give me heartburn, You were too right? weak for the power. Okay, yeah, I, I don't, I, I need some, I need some extra aid. The Powerade <laughs> is not enough. I, I would need Powerade aid. But, anyway.
0: <laughs> Powerade aid. Please continue.
1: So, the orange ones do that to me. But the red ones make my mouth, like, feel extra dry when I drink them. Like, they're kind of, like, they're kind of spicy. <laughs> Like, that's the best way I can describe it. They're not, like, pepper spicy. Just, it just makes it feel like a thousand horses are galloping <laughs> on my tongue. Like, tiny, tiny horses. <laughs> like, you, you, know the, you know the scene from The Lion King where, like, Mufasa gets, like, thrown down into, like, the stampede? It feels like a molecular-level stampede is happening. Hunter. And the power raid is Scar, and my tongue is Mufasa. Hunter.
0: Yes. One, the power raid would be the animals. And two, what animals is he trampled by? Isn't it like Zebra? You're looking for Wildebeest that's going to cost you 500 points.
1: That's okay. I've never seen Lion King.
0: Excuse
1: you... me? I've never seen the
0: Lion King. Listeners, please email us. If for a very special event, we should watch the first two Lion King movies. On this, our podcast co-pilots.
1: Because uh, everybody knows it's Lion King episode one and Lion King episode two. <laughs>
0: So. But uh, back to the show at hand. Sorry, we had a very yeah, brief yeah, tangent yeah. there. So, fraud protection person returns. Uh, he's in the opening scene, as does Mr. Williams.
1: Yes, of course. Always. It's a classic yes. fucking style. Iconic
0: either. And this time, though, there is a charge on Mr. Williams' card for $500 on a website that's called, I shit you not, blowupdolls.com. Hold on, have either
1: of us looked up this website? No, we
0: have. let's do it right now. Uh,
1: I'm on an incognito tab? <laughs> I
0: almost had it into a regular tab, holy shit. Click
1: here to buy blowupdolls.com as your website name? Whoa. Related links are all about adult things, yes. <laughs> but nobody owns blobdaws.com. No, Hold on, no, what no, if I click no. here to buy Someone it? Someone
0: does. They want you to buy it from them.
1: No, it's just from GoDaddy. How oh, much is it? Hold on, I, I gotta put in my name. Oh my
0: god! If we uh, no, stop, 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 stop. Okay. That site seems sketchy as hell. And I'm not gonna let you put in your name into what could be a potentially well, it's gonna be a fake GoDaddy thing. <laughs> Let's just go to GoDaddy.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, it's available, damn! But it's uh, a it's a premium domain. Uh, okay, okay. For forty grand.
0: Holy shit
1: too much hey
0: that could be like the first goal if we ever start a Patreon for this our podcast it could be
1: oh blowupdolls.com redirects to copilots.com so
0: copilots.com copilots.com uh, yeah. okay but uh, once again sorry for that brief tangent uh, listeners
1: we never do this ever No,
0: ever. so there was a charge on Mr. Williams card for $500 on blowupdolls.com which we now know is a fictitious website which makes sense because it's, it's for a show yes so
1: Mr. Williams seems a little like upset that the, the credit card company's is coming again really? considering this episode Takes place on December 14th, so like only four days later. Yeah. Which means that he got his card like pretty quickly, actually.
0: I would not describe him as upset. I personally would describe Flabbergasted. him as shifty. He's like, P- n- no, that definitely wasn't me. P- no.
1: Yeah, true. He's a little shifty. But yeah, so um, he he looks shifty. He's like, no, I I didn't do that. And he's like, he's concerned. There's a slight pause before it cuts back to the worker. And then the same devilish look overtakes (laughs) the worker. And he states, we didn't think so, sir. The intense music sets in again, starts to play, and the worker continues. He says, we have the person suspected of fraud in our custody right now. We're
0: going above and beyond.
1: We're going to take away a digit. A finger. Every day that he doesn't return the money.
0: And then, once they're out of digits, they'll, they'll move on to, to, to something else.
1: But we don't figure out what that is, because Mr. William cuts him off.
0: And he fezzes out, Mr. Williams bought himself a, um... A Blobdoll. An inflatable, artificial, romantic partner from Blobdolls.com.
1: Which, there's nothing wrong. Men's sex toys are 100%...
0: Valid. We see you, they're we hear
1: you. They're 100% valid. So, do not... People, you should not be kink-shamed. You should not be sex-toy-shamed. But... No. It's also very important in this scene, we actually hear a new voice. I mean, right. But, but like, we, time out. We hear
0: the person. Time, time out. Time yeah. out. Time out. I mean, while we should not shave anybody, I just think I have to state for the record that I pull like a ton of tail because people dig podcast hosts. And it's me, Chris, one of the hosts of Copilot's Review. And because I'm one of the regular hosts of Copilot's Review, I like, I do not need sex dolls. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I okay. get what you're saying. Continue. I am in a committed relationship. Yeah. So. Uh, continue. Uh, but anyway, it's very important that in this scene, we actually get to hear a whole new voice, and it's hard to tell if it's Evan Williams acting or not, or if it's an actual whole new person, but we hear somebody off, off stream
0: talking. I think it's it's Evan Williams.
1: Okay. If so, he's very good at changing his voice. Yes, I agree.
0: I think he has that range. But he's like, oh, God, please, no, I have a family. Oh, my God. So he, by making the charge and being embarrassed and saying no, he lied to Fraud Protection Man. And he, he yeah, it's it's bad. As a consequence of
1: that, what happens is uh, he goes visibly upset. The worker's like, that would mean you lied to me, sir. Mr. Williams goes, it's, it's because I did. I, I lied to you. I was embarrassed. And now he begs to let the man go. He goes, I don't know who he is. He he has nothing to do with it. The worker pauses and then angrily states, okay. But just then we hear, we hear a shriek from off camera. The same man who said he had a family. We hear him go, no. And then we hear gunshots as a, uh, as the worker raises his
0: arm and, uh, and blam, blam, means to shoot. Blam, 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 blam. out. He started blasting. Yeah, 100%. Mr. Williams is horrified at this. Just absolutely horrified. But then, just when I thought this the show couldn't get any more graphic, it's then implied that Fraud Protection Man is watching Mr. Williams. Yes. Because, now, I need you to say what you need about this scene right now because I'm about to bring up the next scene and about how it completely kills the tone of the episode.
1: Okay, okay. So, cuts to Mr. Williams, right? Like, just kind of sitting there. He's like, what's that? And then it cuts back to to the worker. He goes, well, have a really good rest of your day. Ignores the question. Then he goes, and by the way, that's a really cute dog.
0: And that's what I want to talk about. Because it cuts to this dog that is obviously not next to Mr. Williams. And was recorded on a completely different camera.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But, but... The dog is pretty cute.
0: It is a very cute dog, but like, maybe we shouldn't let it's Evan Williams, like, direct a Star Wars.
1: Don't you fucking say that.
0: Or a Vinger, because like, man, that dog shot sucks shit.
1: Don't you say, I think what happened was the people who were previously going to do the show before It's Evan Williams took over had that scene and he decided he wanted to use it. Like he didn't have the time. He, he already doesn't have the budget to hire more actors. I don't think he had the time to hire a dog actor. You know what I'm saying? So
0: are you saying that we are currently watching the It's Evan Williams cut of my bank with credit card fraud and it's the credit card (laughs) fraud again? Yes, I am. And that he kind of had to splice together existing footage after the director stepped out and he was like, okay, I guess it's my time to shine.
1: Yeah, everybody stepped actor out.
0: Actor and director.
1: Everybody stepped out.
0: And so he was actor, director, producer, he was all of it.
1: Yes, because everybody oh, stepped out. Like the CW, the CW was going to throw this away. The
0: CW. Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: And he stepped in and was like, I'm gonna
0: take this over. <laughs> <laughs> he got to the end and he was like, Oh fuck, I forgot to refilm a dog. Oh, thank God I had the footage. He said, thank God they left this floppy disk here. (laughs) With this footage from
1: 1994.
0: Of a dog. He went down to the CW archives. It was like, stock footage, dog, 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 dog. God, I can't can't breathe, but...
1: They have Damon, not dog! (laughs) They
0: have Damon, they have Damon Donuts. Where's the fucking dog? It was under P for pooch.
1: Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) No, but, um... That's why I couldn't find it under the canine tab.
0: So, what did you think of the second episode? Okay,
1: I thought this episode was a lot more action-packed, and the acting definitely didn't falter at all. Yeah. The music was, yet again, fucking phenomenal. I would go as far as to say that It's Evan Williams is composing the entire score.
0: I mean, I don't think it's but them. He obviously has the chops for it. Agreed. So, But, yeah.
1: with the workers' lack of sympathy in this episode, I feel as though it's really backing up my ruthless robots theory. <laughs> ruthless rob- And moving forward, I'm excited to see if the show pulls off a no country for old men. <laughs> And, like, has Mr. Williams, our main character, die at the hands of the worker? Or if Mr. Williams will be able to put an end to the worker's diabolical killing? And I would for
0: sure watch more of the show. Spoiler for no country <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> No, but uh I agree. I, I would also watch this show. I don't think I can even say anything else about it because because of what you said. But no, I agree. I think overall I would definitely continue watching it. Maybe for a return flight we can watch a few more episodes. Yeah. But I just want to say I'm Chris, one of the regular hosts. So you've heard this in other episodes, but I wanna go ahead and plug again that you can find me on Twitter at buried comic seven. And I occasionally stream on twitch.tv slash buried comic seven. I'm Barry Comic Seven on all my socials. And how about you?
1: I'm Hunter. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at HunterClass. That's- hunter c-l-a-i-s-e and then on uh, my twitch i'm twitch.tv slash fallopian golem where i stream this past weekend i just wrapped up a very long streamathon to help raise money for my fiance and i's wedding it was very very hype and um other than that you can email us at newcopilotsreview at gmail.com you can join the discord go to copilots.simplecast.com Link, Our links, will copilot. be in, links will be in the yeah uh, yeah in the yeah on yeah. the show notes uh, uh, re- leave a review on iTunes. We'll we'll read your reviews. Yeah, uh, we'll do that.
0: We always respond to emails. We're really great about that. But I guess yeah. the only thing that's left for us to say is uh, f- thank you for flying with us, and please fly again soon. Fools, you son That's of a, a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> we fucking got him!
1: Got him! <laughs> oh shit! It looks like our fucking listeners are gonna have, are gonna have a big old case of <laughs> Ligma. <laughs> Ligma balls, oh!